Hello and welcome to Sharp HR Career Corner with Karen Sharp Price. This podcast will inform and inspire you in your quest to find the right career path. If you're just starting out, looking to make a change in your field or transitioning into a new career, then this podcast is for you. We'll be sharing tips and providing resources on topics such as writing resumes, interviewing, using LinkedIn, and networking. We will take a look at different careers, companies, and opportunities. You will hear success stories from professionals in all career paths, and so much more. You will leave this podcast with three key takeaways that you can easily put into practice. Enjoy! Welcome to Sharp HR Career Corner Podcast. Today, our guest is Ben Albert from Belbert Marketing, LLC. Welcome to the podcast, Ben. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I'm excited for this conversation today. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I'm excited about the topic, personal branding and telling your story. Telling your story is so powerful these days, um, whether you're branding yourself on social media or during the interview process. You really need to know what your personal brand is and feel really comfortable with that. So I'm excited to hear from you uh, tips and suggestions on how people can start thinking about that story. Uh, But before we begin that and the topic, let's start with you. How did you get started in marketing and and maybe you did something prior to marketing, but how how did you get to where you are today? So that's a very long story, and and I'll give the broad strokes. It, it's funny because I currently am an owner of a marketing firm. I have a podcast with six different shows in the network. I'm doing all these things, but I was I don't know if I, I maybe I do have an entrepreneur bone on my body in my body, but I didn't you know aspire to be the next Elon Musk or Brene Brown. I really honestly was just doing what I thought I was supposed to do. I, I went I went to school, got the education, got good grades, followed the footsteps of what I had been taught. Um, and, and it's interesting because you ask what, what brought me into marketing, I feel like it was almost by accident. I mean, the first 13 years of my life, I barely spoke a word. So I was very quiet. I was a little reclusive. I was afraid to put myself out there. I was th- literally the shortest boy in school, but wanted to be a basketball player. So what happens when you're playing basketball, you're short, you're quiet, you're you're a boy, other boys pick on you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got really good at hiding. I got really good at not putting myself out there. I got really good at sensing danger and finding ways to avoid it. Um, and I didn't realize this until like, super recently when I started to deep dive on my history and my story and what brought me to where I was today, that's where the curiosity came from. That's where the growth mindset came from. That's where the empathy and love of learning. And ultimately I like to put my chips on the little guy and gal. I like to work with underdogs and growing people because I know what it feels like to feel lost in marketing kind of just fell in my lap by accident i got into communication studies i was communication studies and psychology and there's a joke at least a joke as far as i'm concerned i tell it all the time that people that get into like psychology sociology communication things like that do it to try to figure themselves out maybe not everyone but i was in that category where i was the quiet kid but I loved people and I was curious. So I got into communications 
um, just because it was something that I was curious in. And I got in psychology because I wanted to figure out why I was different. And I found marketing on accident through an ad. I just was applying for jobs and got the job. I didn't really, didn't have a marketing background. Um, But the curiosity, the growth mindset, the love of learning, the helping the little guy, the like I like to take a good thing and amplify it, like to take a good thing and inject steroids into it just by chance was in great alignment with what a lot of people would call my purpose. I didn't realize I would be a marketing professional with a firm and a podcast, but my upbringing kind of led me down that path and equipped me to be successful in that role. And I know that's very random because it's not like it's not the typical i want to be a marketer i'm going to go get my mba this this it was a completely sidestepped approach but i'm humbled kind of listening to my own story because i know that a lot of times we find that our career journey isn't what we expected it to be Mm -hmm. however i believe in my heart that we end up where we're supposed to be in the long run yeah i I believe all of that. In, in fact, I think that if you're open to ideas that come along um, and you're willing to take a chance and be curious, your path can go down many different um, paths. You come to that fork in the road and you're not sure where to go, um, but you kind of have to look within and decide mm-hmm. which which path do you want to take. Uh, it's, it is interesting though that you were in psychology, you must use a lot of psychology in marketing because to know your, to know your people, to know why they do the things they do, what, what attracts them to one thing over another. So you're kind of, I think psychology is really a a great foundation for a lot of different things uh, to do because understanding other people and then understanding yourself is just so important. Um, And it really helps out. So tell us, so what do you do in your own business now? Yeah, I joke that I ask questions for a living, and there's two categories that we already kind of touched on broadly. There's Real Business Connections Network. We have six podcasts, and really my goal is to get the wisdom from the people who have it to the people who need it. I think that one of our biggest struggles and expenses in life is not having the right mentors. So the podcast is really just to get that information just as you do, Karen, to -hmm. the people that need it. And not every guest is perfect fit for each audience member, but bringing in lots of different perspectives um, so we can spread that knowledge. But it's my job to ask questions and get that knowledge so people can learn. And then in the marketing firm, it's never square peg round hole. Um, I think that if someone says they have the golden ticket key to exactly unlocks all your concerns and it'll make you, it's not that simple. Like I like to go in and ask insightful questions to figure out what's going on in a business where their Achilles heel might be, where there might be a hole in their bucket that we need to seal. And through services like web design, search engine optimization, social media management, content, blogging, podcasting, long list of stuff. It's really about asking questions, seeing how I can help, if I can help, and then implementing a plan with the business. What do you think is the most important thing for someone who might be transitioning into a new career? Um, What do they need to know about personal branding? 
because that's a new term. Like, you know, in, mm -hmm. in just not so long ago, there was branding of a product or a service and no one would even think about branding themselves. But nowadays that is key. You, you need to be able to brand yourself and you need to know where that story starts. So what, what do you think is the most important thing for someone uh, who wants to transition from what they're doing into yeah. something totally new? Yeah, um, we'll, we'll talk about personal branding in two seconds. So I think the absolute most important thing is to be open-minded, to be curious, to be a learner and work hard. That's the most important thing. Personal brand though is a separate topic, which is serious, like the best icing on any cake. And to simplify in the most layman sense ever is marketing is generally what you say about yourself or your business. A business brand is what people say about your business. A personal brand is what people say about you. And it's generally behind your back. It's what people say when you're not in the room. Are they going to recommend you? Do you give them a weird feeling? Do, do you seem greedy? Do you seem like a lover and a learner? Are you curious and friendly around them? Or do you give them a bad feeling? There's a lot of stuff that's actually hard to define, but it's, it's what do people think about you just as a whole perspective and not everyone's going to have a, a positive perspective about you. And that's right. quite all right. I mean, <laughs> if everyone agreed in this world, it would be boring, but it's, <laughs> it's what are people saying about you behind your back? And the thing is, if it's positive, if they're like, wow, Karen over delivers, she's an asset to the company. She steps up when necessary. She's not perfect at A, B, and C, but she's willing to learn. What kind of asset, what kind of value are you to that company if those are the things they think about you? Yeah. You're, you're incredible. And, and we haven't even gotten, that's just like a personal brand into how people around the company talk about you. We haven't even talked about the entire world what happens if you build a personal brand online where people know about you from other companies? Recruiters mm -hmm. know about you. No, I, I try to tread lightly, but I guess I won't. So some business owners are afraid of losing all their best talent to other companies. And if you have that fear in your company, you're not doing enough to actually harvest that talent and keep them there. Because if someone has a personal brand, let's say on LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, you name the place. If people know who they are and see them as a trusted source, as a thought leader, as a great person, just fill in the blank with anything positive, recruiters are going to try to poach them. They're going to try to poach you and bring you to a whole new company. Yep. You actually create value that you might not have even know existed until the brand exists. But if people are saying great things about you, you hold a lot of power as to how you're going to move up in the company because you're so darn valuable. And if your company doesn't appreciate that, what do you think is going to happen? A company that does appreciate that is going to want to hire you. Mm -hmm. Or let's say you're, you just, you haven't even been poached. You're looking for a new job. Talk about a bridge to find a new job, if they can go on your LinkedIn profile and see that you're 
sharp as attack, you're enthusiastic, you're passionate. If your LinkedIn profile says that, what do you think the hiring manager is going to think? Grab them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, hate, I hate to say it because people don't want to hear that their best employees are poachable, but the reason they're their best employees is because they're they're poachable. So you, yeah. you as a great employee trying to find the career or currently in the career of your dreams can build out your own personal brand and just make yourself so much more valuable than anyone had ever imagined. And it's really interesting that you say that because I can't think of a company that actually encourages their employees to really brand themselves on LinkedIn. Now they'll want them to follow their company and, and have a profile, but they don't give them the tools to strengthen their profile and have a strong presence um, because of that, because they're afraid that if they did, other people would find them too. And yeah. so that's a really interesting perspective to think about um, with LinkedIn, because yeah. it's very easy right now to leverage yourself um, on LinkedIn if you if you have the tools and you know how to do it. Uh, so that's, that's really interesting. So uh, how, like, where do you start with somebody on helping them change their story from whatever? So it doesn't even necessarily mean that they need to transition into a new career, but to change from the old story of maybe just being passive uh, and not really getting out there and letting people mm. know who they are to somebody who is vibrant, who is knowledgeable, who has motivation and inspiration and, and all of that. Um, how, how do they make that transition from their old story to their new story? Yeah. Um, I want to take from a good friend of mine, Rachel Jang. She's called the brand boss and her phrase is own your difference. And I think mm. that's the key. Own it. Don't change your story. I, I, for example, um, I started podcasting in 2016 because I was a music junkie. I would go to concerts all the time. I was a big music advocate and promoter. We didn't touch on this, but I was promoting music well before I started marketing. I didn't even really know what I was doing. I was just selling merch, handing out flyers, wearing t-shirts, things like that. So I was a promoter and an advocate for music. I started a music podcast in 2016. Um, that became the largest music podcast, at least in my hometown of Rochester, New York. And then when in 2020s, when COVID hit, I found myself furloughed and actually started my own business because I didn't know what I was going to do. I started a business podcast and there was less talk about late nights and things that happen in the music industry. It was a little more corporate. It was a little more businessy, but I was still curious Ben who loved podcasting that had lots of questions um, that loved to market a good thing. So what was once a music show became a business show. I didn't change. I did in essence reinvent myself, but I stuck to my core values. I okay. stuck to the things that I was good at. And I wasn't trying with the music show as an example. I wasn't trying to build a personal brand. I was just trying to get into places for free because I wanted free concert tickets. <laughs> but by doing something I loved, 
outside of, again, you mentioned it, a lot of businesses aren't like build a brand. They're not encouraging that. They're not giving you the tools. They don't have to do it on your own based on things that you value and you're passionate about. I built a music show. I met with a lot of people. I got into recording technology. I got into uh, building my website and my blog. This was all for fun on the side. So then when I started to move up the corporate ladder in marketing, I had a skill set in chops. I had uh, unique skills that I had learned somewhere else outside of the business that made me more valuable in my role and better prepared me for when I personally, everyone has a different journey. I went off on my own, but I was prepared. So my thought here to weave back to the question yeah. is own your difference. Don't reinvent who you are at the core you can go from you can go from music ben i was sports ben in high school then i or in middle school then i went to music ben in high school then i went to corporate ben as i started moving up a music ben was like the weekend thing and now i'm business ben and now i'm even like linkedin ben and podcast ben i haven't changed uh -huh. because at the core I love learning. I'm curious. I love helping people. I want to elevate a good thing, get the wisdom from the people who have it to the people who need it. I could literally sound like a broken record today because yeah. nothing changed. I just lean into my skills and my values no matter where I go in life and no matter what career you go into. If you lean into your difference, what makes you unique people are going to be like, wow, that person's unique because of these things. They're authentic, they're et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's hard to broad strokes because everyone has their own unique difference. Yeah. So I'm talking about mine. Every listener is going to have their own as you do as well. Yeah, that's, that is really interesting. And when I think about my own story, um, starting out in human resources, it, took a detour in, in publishing company, um, came back into HR and transitioned into career coaching. Uh, I, and that's one of the reasons why I started this podcast is because I really believe that people's stories are really interesting and it's the pivots. It's, it's the turns that they've made throughout their story that it, that defines them that makes mm. that difference in, in their story. Because if you had to listen to a story and it was the same story over and over again, because it, it was just a different person, but the same story, it, it wouldn't be intriguing. It wouldn't be interesting. And so when you talk about your differences that make your strengths and your skill sets, um, no matter what turns you make in your life, they go with you. They're, they're sort of that the good the good baggage <laughs> on you yeah. that, that you get to carry with you um but it it really it makes your story more in depth um more interesting and so i never really i never really thought about it that way until you just kind of expressed that um yeah that you're not really changing your story you're you're adding to your story you're you're adding more interest and, and you're accepting and you're owning your story. When one of my first big boy jobs, I was working produce in tops friendly markets. I almost never said this publicly before. I got fired because I was stealing smoothies. 
they would expire and we were supposed to scan them and throw them out. But I would scan them and drink them, which it was going to get thrown out, but it was still against policy. Yeah. I learned that whether I have this high horse, oh, well, I'm going to throw it out anyways. Like my ethics aside, I was breaking the rules. And I learned that when I break the rules, whether I disagree or not, there's a consequence to be had. And I never made that mistake again. I could oh. pretend like I never got in trouble and reprehended and I was the perfect employee. I wasn't the perfect employee. I was an 18-year-old idiot. But I learned my lesson. And your yeah. scars don't have to be embarrassing. Your scars right. can be lessons. Your scars can be something bigger. But you have to own that it happened rather than pretending like it never did. Yeah. And, and, you know, isn't it sad that you learn the most from your failures? It is kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, because you don't, you don't really learn much if you just keep going along and everything goes well. You're not, you're not really expanding your horizons. And then you said something in the very beginning that we are where we need to be. Um, and that is also true because you think you know what you want at 18, <laughs> but it's a different story when you get to 20 to 30 to 40 to 50, you, you start to change and what you thought you wanted um, is different in life. So it's, it's very, I mean, I guess it's, it is complex and all that. It so is. where, so what do you think, you know, what do you suggest one starts this whole process of, of branding their personal journey where sure. do they begin because it is complex and, and i want to be transparent here you, you don't have to set up this big social media following and be very extroverted and a chatterbox like if that's not for you i don't want you to do it just because you see someone down the road doing that but what i do recommend for everyone is take a deep dive into who you are and what makes you different and what why do you do what you do i mean if we it's a simple uh, exercise i love you can just google search long list of values you print out a long list of values and the first go ahead just highlight everyone that stands out to you and honestly a lot of them might but try to be a little particular and highlight all the ones that really seem to to stand out um, and I'm giving it a, we should be doing this in parts, but that's part one, highlight a bunch. Okay. Then you say, okay, we need to cut it in half. Then you have to go out and cross out half of those. And in the third part, the goal is, okay, we want at most five. Think about ages six to 12, specifically like ages eight to 10 is where a lot of our personality um, develops. There's a lot of neuroscience mm -hmm. behind who we are at the core. We change, our story changes, our role changes, but who we are develops at a very young age. So think about those times, um, stories in your life where you had that value in abundance or you had that value in lack especially the stories when it was in lack, like I felt disconnected and shy and connection is a massive value of mine because I felt disconnected and I lived my life trying to find out ways to connect. And when you do that deep dive and you think, okay, what stories do these values have in my life? What comes up the most? Then you can pinpoint five. 
some of the values might come from a mentor, a saving grace that taught you what compassion looks like. Other values might have developed without you knowing it from a place of lack where you didn't belong. So you wanted to see what belonging looks like. And now you're a champion for allowing other people to feel like they belong. Once you come to those five main values, those are the things that you go back to anytime, any point, anywhere. You don't have to say, I value belonging. And because of it, no, but you could say in a job interview, like one thing that's really important to me is that everyone on the team knows that they're valued, feels at home. And it's my job as a leader in this company or possible leader in this company to ensure everybody belongs, everybody's kicking butt and we do well together. That is great. That is a great um, tip because when I prep people for interviews, they need to they need to have you know like five stories that mm. they can go to and talk about because in like behavioral interviewing people want to know how did you deal with something in the past because it's pretty good indicator of how you might deal with something in the future based on the same thing that you were just talking about with your values and what you know what kind of person you are those values stay with you um, so having those stories are ready so that when they ask you a question, you can tell that story pertaining to whatever they're looking for in a behavior. Um, so that's a, that's a really great tip. Yours starts with your values and having those stories to talk about those values. The platform will change, context will change, but the values would not. So if I'm at a job interview, I can talk about growth mindset. And I don't know, I haven't been in a job interview in so long, Karen. <laughs> I don't know if I'd go back into this childhood thing, but you could just say something really short that at a very young age, I was underperforming and I developed this will and want this chip on my shoulder that I wanted to be the best. And sometimes I get in my own way, but growing and learning and being impressionable and hard work is very important to me. And I've learned that. And that's something that never changes. You can say that in a job context, you can say that in social media context, talk about how growth mindset allowed you to build your personal, uh, pers you're building, I'm kind of going in loops here. So yeah. how you're building your personal brand would be through a growth mindset, I was able to reach this level in my company, build this team, have this kind of results. And everyone in my team has a chip on their shoulder to great grow every single day and get better every single day. And then in a, even like an in-person networking event, you can just look for other people that have that growth mindset. It's like the growth mindset doesn't change, the context changes and yeah. you just adapt on context, but you don't change yourself. You're yeah. true to who you are and you shoot out that energy of this is who Karen is, this is who Ben is, and I'm gonna repel people that it's not a good fit. It's not a good culture fit. We just come, that's okay. I'm going to repel some people, but I'm going to attract the people like me, or in some cases, people that are similar in values, but different. my favorite people, similar values, different skills. Those are the mm -hmm. greatest people to have in your life. They believe in growth. They believe in fill in the blank, but they have different skills. 
that's an incredible team. And it's hard to find those people without being forthright about who you are and what you value. Yeah, I think that that's, that's amazing. And I think it works really well with communicating that story, especially in an interview. You know, we talked about like how you create those stories and, and have them ready for a networking event, have them ready for an interview process. But when we're talking about social media and, and like branding ourselves, um, how do you make that pop in, in context? Like, because you, it, I think it's easier to do it when you're having a conversation with somebody else and you're telling the story because you can kind of feed off of their reaction and and what they're doing back to you. But when you're putting it out there and you don't know what somebody else is looking at and how they're receiving it, how do you make that brand pop? Yeah. Um, the, the simple explanation is just don't be generic. And we've already talked about this a lot. Tell yeah. your personal story, use details, like actually stand out from just the generic how to. And nowadays with AI, we can just do how to blah, blah, blah. And it'll just be like, give me a list. Anybody can write a list. What makes you different? Tell your stories. I think the, the, the first step before anything is who am I trying to impact and where are they? Hmm. That is the most important part because if you're looking to impact C-suite corporate executives, there's a large audience on TikTok, but it's not your number one best place to be spending your time. Mm. If you're better off being on a place like LinkedIn or Alignable or honestly chamber events and in-person things, if you're looking to impact these people. So the most important question is who am I trying to impact? Where do they hang out? And then how do I bring value to them in a different way? That's really how you pop and you stand out. People can, leadership such a good example. And I, again, I'm probably gonna get in trouble for saying this, but 99% of leadership people say the same stuff over and over and over and over again. What's most important is what's the stories? What are the metaphors? What are the real life examples? I, I'm a great example. I'm a sole proprietor. Other than a couple of freelancers, I'm not a leader of a large team. I could still spit out leadership tips all day long and tell you how to be a leader. But my case study examples of me in a leadership position helping my team members isn't the best. So if you have hundreds of examples of how you've helped your team members, that's what makes you different than leadership tip 101. It's there was a really stressful situation. Um, Lucy hadn't came into work for two weeks. We knew she had a sickness in her family. She came back to work and her she wasn't hitting metrics but we knew that there were reasons behind it like there's so much nuance that goes in working with humans yeah that you can say be empathetic give her time family comes first what does that look like in practice what does that moment look like when someone sits across from you and is a tear going down their eye mm -hmm. and you know that you're going to miss deadline are you going to forget deadline and be present with them? Or is the deadline going to take you out of your role as a leader and cause you to make the wrong decision? I don't know. But telling stories about those moments 
really make you stand out for anybody who can give you the A, B, and C. It's the nuance, value, story, you, your personality. That is what really compels and moves people. And I could be wrong, but that's what compels and moves me at least. Yeah, no. And I, and I think, you know, in this day and age, there's so many ways for you to get your story out there. You, yeah. you know, you can write it, uh, you can be on video, you can be on audio, you, you can tell your story in a number of ways that can reach other people. And I think that most stories are really impactful. Like it, it can bring, it can bring you to tears. It can, it can make you laugh. I mean, there are the times when I'm looking at content on social media and it just hits me so funny. Like I, you know, like, you know, you don't expect it, but it it's those moments that is so powerful. Like it, you really have that power to, to affect other people in whatever your story is. So to reach back, to really take some time to reflect, to think about what that story is and how you can bring that across. And you even said, like, if you're introverted and you don't feel comfortable doing some of these things, then don't do it because it will come across uh, uncomfortable. It will come mm. across like it was forced. So you have to find your way, whatever way that is. And, there, and you know, just several years ago, there wasn't as many options. And, and there's so many options right now, like really figuring out what your personal story is, is really, you know, the most important thing at this point. So yeah. Ben, if someone wanted to reach out to you, um, what's the best way for them to connect? I always like to tell people, so this wouldn't have happened without Karen. So wherever you're consuming this, click like, click five stars, review, spread love on this podcast because the more people this reaches, the more people she can impact. After you do that, you can find me Real Business Connections anywhere you found this. So YouTube, Spotify, Google, realbusinessconnections.com. If you just type in the words real business connections, I'll come up, you'll see the podcast, you'll see the marketing. Um, but step one, show Karen some love first. Step two, you can follow up with me, just type in real business connections. Great. Well, thank you for that plug too. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate, you bet. I you appreciate bet. that. So, so we like to give our listeners like three suggestions to end the podcast. So could you recap? I mean, I know we've, we've kind of gone over the, the story thing, but what are the three best ways to create their personal brand so that listeners can listen to this half hour podcast and then go off and really start to create? What would be your three suggestions for them? Yeah. And as an overarching theme, your personal brand is not someone else's personal brand. So I don't recommend just take your favorite thought leader and mimic everything they do. You're unique. We already said this own your difference. So the first thing is before you do anything, whether or not you want to build a personal brand, do a deep dive on yourself. Do the value exercise. I know James Clear has a great list, but if you just Google search list of values, narrow it down to five, even less possibly. And then the next step is put together stories that those values represent that again, Karen will help you do it in a job interview, but you can tell them in any platform. So um, first off, realize don't mimic someone else, you're different. 
go through the values to see what stands out with you pick pick some and honestly they're not going to change like your values might morph a little bit but they're pretty embedded in who you are the last piece is if you so want to no requirement honestly just doing the self-love of getting to know yourself better is worth the exercise in itself but if you really want to build a personal brand that get a new job raise money for charity look cool online no matter your reason take those values take the who do you want to impact that's the real key who do you want to impact find out where they hang out and then talk about how what you are uniquely different talk about how you can help them and that can be by giving tips that can be by telling stories that can be just be authentic that can be just interacting on other people's content and your personal brand can be a cheerleader for a good thing but figure out where the people you want to impact hang out know who you are and then you know how you can show up for them and I'll just throw this one thing in. You mentioned introverted and this and that. Like my mom, um, she passed away last year and she had multiple sclerosis that she was struggling with her whole life. It's a neurological disorder, a lot of degeneration and her ability to walk, thinking a little slower, quiet, sweetest person I've ever met in my life, very quiet person. You would never see her. She didn't like getting pictures done. You would never see her filming a YouTube video. She's one of the prettiest writers I've ever read. And the thing is, you might think, oh, YouTube's not for me. It might not be for you. But maybe writing is. Maybe volunteering at a charity is. Maybe just being the great mother or father or son or daughter or friend is. But we can't figure that out unless we go inward to figure that out. So whether you're extroverted, introverted, business, doesn't matter. This is valuable for pretty much anybody. Oh, absolutely. Ben, this conversation was so informative. Thank you so much for all these tips. Like, I really, I think that this is one of those podcasts where, you know, I want to have my clients watch and listen to, because I think it's, it's an important thing. It's important piece of the puzzle. Um, And, and I think that overall, what would come out of that? would be a better understanding of them as a human being. Yeah. And not even, you know, the importance of branding yourself is one thing, but, but I think that a lot of people, we live in such a fast society these days. We don't take the time to think about who we are and, and what we have to give. It's just, you know, day to day and the, the tasks that we have to do. And I think it's really important to just stop and breathe and think about, what do you contribute to the world and what are your values? And so that that's just a really powerful thing for people. So thank you so much. I really appreciate this. Thanks for the opportunity, Karen. It's fun. This was great. So if you enjoy um, Sharp HR Career Corner podcast, I would be honored if you would leave a review wherever you listen to it. Reviews help us be seen by more people. So thank you in advance. Until next time, be kind, everyone. We need to show a lot more kindness in the world, and it starts with you and I. Thanks for listening, and have a great day.